Authentic Verdict is a movement that helps motivate people to launch and start their businesses. Whether your business is big or small, or you're just looking for motivation, this podcast is for you. We chat to inspiring founders from e-commerce, blogging, local, service and product-based businesses about the fist-pumping moments and then the dark days that you just want to give up. No two businesses are the same. However, delving into the authentic verdict of what works, what doesn't and how to cultivate that crazy mind of yours can help set you on your way. I'm your host, Katie Eels, co-founder of online sustainable skincare store, Sabia Co. Welcome, Matilda. Thank you so much for joining us on The Authentic Verdict. How are you? Thank you for having me. Good morning. I'm good. How are you going? I'm pretty good. Pretty good getting back into it for the new year. Yeah, absolutely. Back into the swing of things. Yeah. So we love to start off every episode with talking about what you're manifesting and working on at the moment, and that can be both personal or business. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the co-owner of Stats, um, and we are gearing up for a really, really big 2021. We've got, um, 2020 was huge for us already. And now we've got like massive aspirations and dreams for 2021 just to kind of smash out of the park. So literally I'm in the middle of planning eight campaigns at the moment. Um, we've got so much going on. We've got so much new stuff dropping and then, um, yeah, lots and lots of kind of campaigns in the works, um, lots of new projects coming up. I feel like that's such a hard question to answer because like <laughs> literally we have balls in every single court right now. Yeah. And what do you do? What is Stacks and how did Stack Stacks come about for you and Don? Yeah, so we are a fitness fashion brand. Um, we... I might be in trouble for saying fitness fashion brand because we're very <laughs> much like we want to be fashion that you can wear to the gym as well. So yeah. Um, Stacks started in 2015, Don started Stacks, and then I kind of came along um, in 2016 when I met Don and um, jumped on board kind of in a casual part-time basis. I was working full-time in recruitment um, and I was working recruitment for eight years before I kind of jumped ship, jumped ship and moved to Stacks. Um, it started as a supplement store um, and Don would kind of sell t-shirts and jumpers to anyone that would buy it um and then uh, we I came along and we started kind of marketing doing photo shoots kind of working to get the brand out there a little bit more and it became like a passion project side hustle for me um I was very much of the mindset that I will never leave the corporate safe world and I'm never going to go and sell like tights for a living um and now I sell tights for a living so it's so funny I kind of just fell into the business um I fell in love with Don and I fell in love with the brand at the same time so um I was really lucky to kind of have him greet me with such open arms and kind of understand what I could bring to the table and be like allow that as well and kind of see the different things that I could bring as opposed to just like what he was doing how we could work together and kind of build the beast a little bit more yeah amazing and you do kind of have your own personal brand apart from stacks which is I know it's a hard job to keep up with any type of other brand outside of a full-time e-commerce store so how did that kind of come about as well yeah it's um it's so much fun my personal brand is like my hobby so I um most of my income is just made from stacks and then like I do just like a side hustle is like um my personal brand. So I have my Instagram and then I have Middle Girl Gang, which is a Facebook group. Um, there's like a couple of thousand girls in there at the moment. And I've really just created a safe space for girls to share tips and tricks, um, 
advice, build friendships, things like that. I realized that my profile was very, I was receiving so much love and so much advice and so many recommendations from my community. I could share that with my community, but it would only go like a certain, go to a certain point. So I was like, why don't we create a group where like everybody has the same access to everybody that I have access to, if that makes sense. So we have a lot of girls in there that, you know, have done meetups and made friends with each other because they feel like it's a safe space. They've all got similar interests and um, just a really respectful vibe. So I have that on the side, but yeah, Stacks is definitely my main, my main gig and what takes up majority of my time. Yeah. And I definitely feel like, especially in this day and age, people are just craving that kind of community, that safe space, because the internet is such a bizarre place. Like for us, for example, we've chatted, I don't know how many times, but like, if I was to walk like past in the street, how do people feel about that kind of personal interaction? I think the the walls of social media make people a little bit introverted and it's good to break them down. Yeah, absolutely. Just being able to create a safe space. And I think that's something we kind of do with Stacks as well, because my favorite thing about Stacks is that we're so community focused and we do cater to everybody. I mean, even our sizes, I think I worked out, we have nine different sizes. So we go from double X, no, extra, extra small, double XS, all the way to 4XL. Yeah. Um, and I was writing that down the other day and I was counting it and I was like, wow, we literally have like nine different sizes, which is just inclusive. And I think that's the message we have as a brand with Stacks and then in my personal brand as well. Like we really are just open to everybody. Yeah. And it's so important, 100%. And when you have like come on board, I know you, I guess, came on board to Stacks after Don, how did that kind of look and how have you guys handled the growth? Like, have you had to do investors bootstrap or have you just gone just the two of you and, you know, let things authentically grow as they should? Yeah. Um, Just the two of us, we haven't had any investors. Um, We, I feel like the pre-sale model was like such a key in the way that we grew the business because we originally would only release things on pre-sale simply because we couldn't afford to pay up front um, for the amount of stock that we wanted to order. So we would do a pre-sale, sell the product, and then customers would wait, you know, four to six weeks or however long it was. And I feel like that really set us up because we were able to not only work out how much stock we needed, which is like almost impossible yeah. impossible to predict now. Um, but it gave us the funds and it gave us the money to kind of build. And then we could work to increase stock levels every single time. So um, when I came on board, that's definitely not me. I'm not like the business savvy, money kind of focused, financial, mathematical girl. Um, I kind of came on board and wanted to create more of a community with Stacks. And I wanted to um, kind of, I could just work out, I knew what women want, right? Predominantly, Sax is a female fitness brand. Um, we do have a men's range and we're introducing a lot of men's products in 2021. That's one of our big focuses. Um, but for the majority of what we've done, it's been women. So I think I was able to come to the brand and actually give Don the info of what women want in their active wear. Whereas Don would get models to come in and try and fit things, but they like no one's as honest as you are to your partner. So I'm able to say, look, that doesn't work or this is what we need or we need to be sucked in here or do this or do that. So um, I think that really, when I could bring that to the table, I think that really helped with the business. A hundred percent. And I love the the pre-sale model because in the fashion or clothing industry, there's usually a lot of dead stock and that's such a great sustainable way to avoid having dead stock. And, you know, the customers are telling you what they need and it helps for 
future collections and how to grow the business in a really sustainable manner as well. Yeah, absolutely. We do that quite a lot of the time now. Um, well, we release a lot of limited edition collections where we don't restock, but otherwise we will do, we'll release a collection, see how it goes and then continuously restock just depending on the demand. Cause that's it. We don't want a warehouse full of product that's not moving. It's not good for us. It's not good for the environment. It's not good for anyone. Yeah, a hundred percent. And with the community focus and I, you're a little bit of a marketing wizard, have you done any <laughs> courses along the way and have you done like either business courses to help, you know, learn and kind of navigate how to, how to build and grow? I didn't even finish high school. Like <laughs> I, I dropped out of high school um, and then I did beauty therapy, um, which I think is where like my passion for like skin and beauty came into play, which is what the majority of my personal brand is. Um, but no marketing courses, nothing like that. I do listen to like a lot of podcasts. Um, I love a good podcast. I love audio books as well. And just kind of soaking up information from wherever I can. But in all honesty, it's just been trial and error. We've realised what works and what doesn't. I know we are originally from Perth. When we first started in Perth, we used to do photo shoots every single Saturday out in the public. And I feel like this was like one of the key because we would do it in public places, you know, along the coast. We'd have Don with his camera. I would be holding one of those. I don't even know what the technical yeah. is. Those, yeah. The light things. Yeah. And people would be stopping like, what are you doing? And like, they're like, what stats? What stats? And that was like a really easy way for us to kind of get out there because the person, the Instagram hottie that we were shooting, um, obviously was into the brand. Then everyone else was kind of like, what are these people doing? Like they're just in a public place. And I mean, we got kicked out of a lot of public places because you can't just start shooting in a cafe, turns out. Yeah. Um, they have customers that they need to look after <laughs> and customers don't want to find themselves in the middle of a production. But I mean, it got the word out there. So yeah. like things like that, trial and error, just realizing what works. Um, we don't so much do that anymore. We have a little bit, we work in studios and things like that, but when we couldn't afford studios and couldn't afford to do a proper production for launches, we just had to kind of make do and do what we could to get people talking. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's such a great, great way to get yourself out there and people get to see the product on a person rather than just looking at an image. Sometimes that makes it a lot easier to be able to get people over the line and get to know the brand. And especially getting to see you two out there doing it. I think there's nothing more than consumers crave right now than knowing who's behind a brand. I think that's so important. And the same with you guys as well. Like, I love that. I love being able to connect to a brand and actually like know who I'm supporting when I'm purchasing a product instead of just like someone said, we don't want to just be purchasing from faceless millionaires. And I was like, yeah. wow, like that's, it's so true. People don't want to just give their money away and not understand like, kind of the grind and this blood, sweat and tears that goes into actually running a business. Oh, a hundred percent. And talking about that grind and that infamous life work balance, how do you guys kind of balance the business hats and then also the relationship hats? You know, it's, I know for Dave and I, it's so hard because we're so excited all the time about what we're doing. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to take that work hat off and, and just chill. I have no idea. I don't, I, I really don't know how to separate it. Neither John and I do, which I think people on the outside look at that and they're like, you guys never stop working. Like you're always like on your phone, you're always doing this, always doing that. But like, that's our passion. We love it. And I think the fact that Don and I can work together and have that same one vision and one dream is like, it's obviously different for, because we work together as opposed to another couple who would have that one thing that wasn't necessarily work. 
like it really bonds you, right? Like you have that dream and that vision and that is such a strong connection. Um, and we really do live and breathe what we do. Like I, we switch off if we need to, but I don't think we actually like plan to switch off. Um, we're not like, okay, we don't talk about work from this time because like, what if we have a really great idea at one minute past and we need yeah. to share it? Um, we're so passionate about the brand. We can't just, you know, switch off and not talk about it. Wait till nine o'clock the next day. Like it doesn't work like that. Um, and a lot of the time, because we're online, which same as you, if there's a customer that has a query, we need to reply to them because otherwise you're going to lose the sale. So you can't just like say, oh, these are our business hours because, you know, business is 24 seven. Um, but in saying that, I mean, yesterday we were looking for locations for one of our upcoming, um, one of our upcoming events. And like, we get to spend the afternoon, like driving around the city. Like we went out for dinner, like all this kind of stuff. So it's Don and I do get the best of both worlds in that sense. There's a lot of business, but there's also like a lot of play in that business space. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I love that. Like, I think sometimes the biggest and the deepest conversations that Dave and I connect over are like discussing our future and how, how grateful we are that we have the opportunity to build something for ourselves that is really good for people and it's really good for the environment and there's nothing more exciting than than being able to do that with your best friend and your lover like it's the best totally I think if you like have to switch off as well maybe because you know how they say like if you're doing something you love it never feels if you work in something you love it never feels like work I mean it does feel like work but it's like if you have to like purposely switch off and say like we're not going to talk about this then that's not really like your passion is it like we love fashion we love fitness we love like all of that kind of stuff that's what we talk about in our everyday life as well we just kind of it's really nice that it kind of connects in both business and personal yeah and when you feel that need like maybe it's been a crazy couple of weeks with launches and stuff and you feel that need that you need to switch off do you have any kind of go-to techniques that you're happy to share that really help ground you and reset you um we like to go on like little mini staycays. So we love like to book a hotel and like spend the day, spend the weekend out. Um, so I like doing that. I wanted to do more. I want to concentrate in 2021 on more like grounding techniques and more things like that. Um, I do have anxiety. So like, I feel like that kind of stuff will definitely assist with any anxiety feels that I get. Um, I really like like the ocean and like the calming vibes of like watching the water crash and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't do a lot of that, but 2021, that's definitely one of my goals is to make sure I'm kind of looking after that side of me a little bit more as well. I think it's funny because Don doesn't necessarily need it. So it's hard sometimes when he's go, go, go all the time. Um, and then sometimes I do need to take a step back and I realize that we, we work differently in that sense. So I've just got to kind of work out what it is that will nourish me personally this year. Oh, and that's so similar to Dave and I, I guess Dave is like so passionate about what we're doing, but also like I'm so fascinated by the skin and I'm constantly like researching and studying different dermal levels and all of that kind of stuff. And he can just Mm -hmm. be like, how, like it's Saturday, come on, let's just like switch off. I'm like, go for a surf. That's your switch off. Like me getting into knowledge and learning more is like how I just let my mind go. And I'm like, that is my switch off. I love it. Yeah, totally. And I think as well, like my personal brand doing my skincare, literally every, I look forward to it. I say to John, I'm so excited to go home and do my face because I really am like, that's my thing as well. And that's my switch off and jumping on IG, even if I am like talking on Instagram or interacting with 
my audience, that's my switch off because I'm not talking about stacks. I'm talking about like something else that I really love, which is beauty. Yeah. How long have you been building up your personal brand? I remember Don was um, telling me the other day, he remembers when we first got together and I had like 800 followers and he was saying, you need to talk on Instagram. Like you need to talk on there. And I was like, I'm not going to talk on Instagram. <laughs> like that's so awkward. And he used to like tell me to chat on IG and then I used to like record it. I'd be so embarrassed. I'd just delete it. And then I'd be like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> and now like you literally can't shut me off on there. So yeah, I haven't, we definitely didn't have a following before Stack started, um, which I think is a, like people just assume that you need a following to create a business. You absolutely don't. Um, It's probably easier to, if you do have a following because you already have that dedicated audience that's interested. But Don and I never had a following before we started the biz. So um, I've kind of been building my personal brand since Don kind of forced me to in 2015, (laughs) (laughs) 2016. Um, And then, yeah, when Stacks grows, kind of my personal grows with it as well which is really cool yeah for for me when we started start like I don't have a personal following at all and I still don't but when I started Sabia I was like I'd hop on and do like a tutorial but I'd speed it up and never like sh- like talk and then mm-hmm. I can't remember what happened oh we lost like eight cartons of stock which was like huge for us in our third month and I had I listened to you talk about that yeah oh I had to hop on and be like it was just, I couldn't write it in a text and put it up. I felt like it was so unauthentic. So I was like, oh, I've got to hop on and fucking talk to these people. And I was so nervous. But as soon as we did, it has changed our whole business so much. And like, I can pay thousands of dollars for an influencer and -hmm. the engagement will never be as high as when Dave and I hop on and do like a weird video. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's like, I used to get really nervous even before podcasts because I used to get so nervous that I would say the wrong thing or as a business owner, I'm not what people would expect or I wouldn't have the right answers. And then like after building my social media and knowing that people just want to relate to a real person, I think that really changed the game as well. And it takes so much like anxiety out of it because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to chat and talk about what feels true to me, just like you did. And people connect to that. They understand that. And then they see that there's a real person on the other side as well, which I think is like key when it comes to success these days. Oh, a hundred percent. And it makes it so much more enjoyable for us as well. You know, like, yeah, not just is the consumer more interested for us. It's like, Oh, I can just hop on and be myself. I don't need to be this perfect business owner that knows all the right words to say and how to look and do this. It just makes it a lot more enjoyable, which is the whole yeah. reason why we choose to live this lifestyle is to enjoy ourselves in every moment. So yeah. Totally, how do you totally. feel about the the impact that you have had within your personal community, but then also with Stacks community over the past five or so years? It's really cool. I love that we are, I love that the size range is kind of becoming the norm as well. I love that people can jump online at any size and shop and find things that they love and feel confident in. Um, I love that people can ask questions that they might be embarrassed to talk about usually. um, And they just feel safe. I really think that like, I love that our community is so inclusive. Like it literally has every single, every single person in it. we're really proud of that. I think that is like the number one thing when it comes to the business that we're proud of. Um, I mean, we love our campaigns and we love our launches and we love our product, of course, but the fact that we're able to create pieces that make everybody feel comfortable, beautiful, sexy, whatever it is they're looking for 
were able to do that. And that's just I, like, yeah, that makes me teary. Like, it's really cool. And I know, um, I mean, I'm such an emotional person. I cry at, like every single photo shoot <laughs> yes, because same. I'm like so into, I honestly cry at everything. We did our Seamless campaign, Seamless V3, um, premium Seamless V3, and that's when we had, um, we filmed it in, like, a cave set up, um, and we had women of all different shapes and sizes, and, like, I was, like, on set, like, bawling my eyes out, because I'm, like, it is so beautiful. It's so cool that we're able to have, like, all this creative control and just put out what we really love. Yeah. Um, like people ask for pockets and tights all the time, and nothing against people that like that but I don't like pockets in tights and people said if people are asking for it why don't you do it and I was like because I don't say I don't believe it I don't love it so the perks of kind of doing your own thing and running your own business is that you don't have to do what everybody else wants you to do like I have to be passionate Don, I have to be passionate about something before you release it and that's when the magic really happens I think you can't get behind something that you don't truly believe in 100% I love that and what have been some of the biggest challenges or moments that you thought like shit, how am I going to get through this? Or how do I lift myself up out of this? Um, COVID. <laughs> when, um, when COVID hit, so early 2020, um, COVID hit China first and we manufacture in China. So our factories, um, because they close for Chinese New Year, they go home for a month. We already have to plan our year around that. Um, so COVID happened then it was Chinese New Year and everyone goes back to like their villages and the COVID just spread and they didn't come back to work for another month so we were without product for two months um, we had premium seamless v2 on a ship um, and we couldn't track it because nobody was working and we had we literally emptied our bank account to pay for this collection and we had it on the ship and we didn't know if it where it was where it was we couldn't track it if it was actually going to turn up anything like that and like that was probably the scariest moment of our lives and thank god the ship arrived um we managed to pull through everyone was in lockdown but i had to model the collection don's a photographer so he shot it um it was literally just the two of us in the studio i did my own makeup for it normally we have a full kind of tea but we managed to pull it off, thankfully, thankfully, but honestly, not knowing if this shipment would arrive and not knowing if it would sell because like it was the very start of COVID. We didn't know what to expect. So yeah. that was a pretty scary moment for us last year. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. It's been such a bizarre, like way to navigate a business through it. It's just, oh, it's crazy. And then so many businesses have absolutely blossomed and bloomed because everyone's online and getting smashed with advertising and then, you know, yeah. like the local store that can't be open, quite literally can't open their doors. It's just such a bizarre, yeah, it's such a weird thing to navigate and know how to act and what to do and, and how much to invest. Dave and I are in the same position. We're like running low on stock and we're like, fuck, do we like invest our money in getting more stock? Are people going to buy it? Like, what do we do? Like, do we just sit and wait? And I was like, nah, like. I don't know. I just felt like that pool and I was like, yeah, I'm not giving up. Like it'll work out. <laughs> Thank God for the skincare and activewear movement, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's out, yeah. out and about walking around because they can't go to the gym. <laughs> totally. And everyone's washing their face very well. So it's just, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's because we've never done it before either. And like John and I are like first gen entrepreneurs. Like we don't, we don't come from my family are school teachers um, and I don't have anyone, we don't have anyone to ask. Like we really don't have someone that we can say, oh my God, like what do we do now or what's going to happen next? And 
I'm really thankful that Don is so smart and we can work through things together as a team and really plan things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough because you don't have anyone to tell you like, this is what you do next because nobody really knows. And even if they did, they don't know your business the way that you do and they can't predict it. So unpredictable. And I think that's the biggest reason why I decided to start this podcast was because for me, like as a small business, it's only a team of Dave and I and a casual I don't have anyone to, to reach to and say, oh, like even when I'm thinking about a campaign or like a different marketing idea, I don't really have a community mm-hmm. to say, what do you think about this? And like I'm used to being, I was a marketing manager, I'm used to having a team to talk to and discuss. And I just felt such through COVID, like an emptiness of not having a community. And I, that's why I started this was because I want to, you know, break down the walls between other business owners and you know support each other because at the end of the day like we all have the same kind of goal and mission to make hopefully people's lives better and then also our own yeah. and it's not a comp like everyone does everything so differently there's millions of skincare companies but i don't believe that there's one like sabia and there's heaps of activewear you know fashion labels and there's nothing like stacks you can just do things so differently and we should be supporting each other yeah, absolutely. And I don't think people will have to pick and choose. Like, no. just because you wear Saks doesn't mean you can't wear any other company. And we don't expect you to just, we would love you to, but we don't expect yeah. you to just purely wear Saks. So you don't have to be, yeah, competing with other people. And everyone, everyone's minds are so different. You have to really, like, do what feels right to you. And then I think that's when you'll have the most success. A hundred percent. And in your journey, has there been any like absolutely gold advice that you've been given or that you've heard or that you've come up with and like to share? I really think it is just, like I said, like staying in your own lane and doing your own thing because when you are, if there's a brand, I mean, obviously we take inspiration from like, we love designer brands, so designer runways, uh, we take a lot of inspo from there, but we're never going to copy something. And I think that's the key is if you're copying a brand, you're never going to catch up to them or overtake them. Like you are always going to be a step behind. Um, so I think just doing what feels right for you, staying true to your authentic self is the key. Um like I said, we're not going to put, I mean, Mark, don't hold me to it. Maybe one day we will, but at the moment we don't like pockets and tights. So we're not going to do it. And it's just like, because we love like the brand that we have and the product we put forward, we're so proud of it. We don't want to do something that's not our style. So I think just like staying true to yourself um, is like the absolute key in business, but in like personal life as well. Um, and yeah, also, I mean, I said it the other day, I think, but like Chris Jenner has a quote that says, like, if you ask, if someone says no, you're asking the wrong person. Like, don't give up on an opportunity just be, or a vision just because someone doesn't see it. Like, it's your vision. You have to just, you know, dance to the beat of your own drum and do what feels right for you. Not everyone's going to understand it. And if they don't, then like, just try it with someone else. So I think that that's super important as well. Um, and I don't mean like you have to like escalate it to like the manager because someone said no to you, but maybe you're just looking at it the wrong way. And there's another opportunity that you could be kind of embarking on. A hundred percent. And where do you hang out to get smarter? I know you mentioned you love podcasts and audiobooks. Is there any other kind of little, you know, things that you choose to do to really switch on and, and find out what's happening in the world and what you should be doing? Yeah. Um, I'm on social media a lot. So like, I feel like a lot of the time as well, 
my the people that I follow are so many people that I'm like dying to see in stock so like I'm 24 7 just like monitoring everyone to see if we're if they're wearing our stuff or if they're doing it so um but to get smarter I do follow like uh entrepreneurs I listen to yeah podcasts and audiobooks but I also take a lot from a lot of inspiration from um like not necessarily where you would expect it. Like if I'm reading something and something pops out to me, it's not necessarily like a, a guide to business. It could be like a self-help book or it could be um, even like a crime show. Like literally things like that teach me how to be more observant and pick up on different things or it will inspire me that way. So I think, yeah, I honestly just, I take inspiration and get smarter by listening and taking in everything around me. Um, and then my team as well, we have such a, amazing team in the office um, and they all bring their own thing to the table so they're all filled with like amazing ideas we're very lucky to have a really like a really clever team here at SAC so they really help as well and I think everyone can really teach you things like every single person can help smart so I think just being able to like be a sponge and like absorb all the info you can all the time um, and don't just shut something completely off because you don't agree with it yeah a hundred percent and do you have a favorite quote apart from the one that you just mentioned or is that your favorite? I think that's probably my favorite at the moment, I would say. I love it. <laughs> and for those guys listening along, if they want to join in on what Stacks is up to or follow along your personal brand, where's the best place to find you and get to hang out? Yeah, of course. So Stacks Instagram is StacksOfficial underscore. Um, my personal is Matilda underscore Murray underscore. And then there's a link to my girl gang in the bio there as well. Um, and then obviously online is where you shop. So stacks.com.au. Um, yeah, that's where Amazing. you find us. Thank you so much for joining the podcast and sharing some really insightful tips. I'm sure our community is going to be very excited to listen to this. Thank you so much for having me. That's all right. Thanks, darling. <laughs>